Welcome, welcome, welcome back to That Damn Carter Girls Podcast. I hope and pray you guys are well. I hope that you are just enjoying life and living it to its fullest. Um, this podcast is um, very emotional for me. Um, and I cannot believe I'm actually sharing it. However, this was a journey that, um, that happened and I've been wrestling with it for a few days now because I wasn't sure. I just, I honestly was trying not to, to talk about it. I wanted to keep it so close because talking about it brings back up the feelings that happen so um <laughs> so this podcast is titled um my suicide attempt i was um 18 years old that was 24 years ago um <laughs> my mom and i um not as of now. My mom and I relationship is amazing. And I'm so grateful for it. But, or should I say, however, when I was um, younger, I believe I shared with you guys before that my views and my feelings towards my mother, I felt as if my mother just tolerated me. She didn't love me or like me. She just tolerated me because of, you know, my dad wanted me and he passed when I was one and so here she is stuck with this little girl that she didn't even want this is my truth this is what I experienced this is how I felt so um at 18 me and my mom just had the worst the worst disagreement like I was telling her she doesn't love me she doesn't see me she um, she just, she doesn't hear me. I talk to her, I write her letters and she didn't respond. You know, she just was so cold and she was like, those letters you write, I don't read that shit. And, and I'm like, but I'm telling you my feelings. I'm telling you how I feel. And, um, and I told her, I said, you didn't never want me. This is the first time I ever said this to her. I said, you didn't want me. My daddy wanted me. You didn't want me. And she said, I wish you was with him. Oh, God. The pain. The hurt. The. Oh. When she said that. That was the worst thing you could ever say to me at that point. Because it was like, she just didn't want me neither. And so I, um, hold on for a moment. So I, um, I had some pills upstairs. And I went upstairs. And I took. My, the pills I was upstairs, pain pills that I had upstairs, 
And um, I don't know how many took. I didn't care. I just wanted that pain to go away. But the moment I took them, I instantly knew I was wrong. And I got in my car. And I drove myself to the hospital. And I told the nurses I went to Hutzel, Hutzel Hospital. And um, I went through the emergency room and I told them what I did. And they immediately took me back and uh, they gave me this, this charcoal tar to drink. And what it is, it's charcoal, it's like um, mixed with like lidocaine to, you know, numb your esophagus and and this, whatever, I forgot the other thing, but what it was, it make, they make you drink it so you can throw up whatever it is that you had or it can coat your stomach. And so I drank it and, um. I was so alone in there. I um oh. and uh, I told them what happened and I told them that after I did it I knew I was wrong and that's why I'm there and uh they took me to the psych ward. And I was supposed to stay there for three days. And so I had the psychiatrist come and um, assess me. I had, like, we had these, it's crazy. Because what they show in the movies is pretty much how it is. Um, they have you in these different rooms. And um, you do these arts and crafts. I felt like I was, like, a child, like, doing arts and crafts and trying to be able to articulate how I was feeling through arts and crafts and talking to someone and telling them the feelings I've been feeling all my life. And um, one of my nurses, she was a black lady, I'll never forget. She came to me and she was like, baby girl, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You just want your mother to love you. And I said, that's it. Um, and I don't even recall at this time if I had told her that I was, um, that I was my preference at the time or not. But I know that all I wanted was my mother to love me. Hell, just to like me. <laughs> but, um, I went through that and it was they, the nurse that I had, she um, realized that I was not a danger to myself or to others after the psychiatrist and therapist spoke with me and they put me in like a private room, more of a private bay where I didn't have to be with all of the ones that had mental illness, that they were really heavy medicated and having break outbreaks or outbursts and stuff like that. So um, it was a point in my life, I don't know if I 
I know that I'm thankful that I didn't work, right? I'm thankful that I'm here. I'm thankful and blessed to be a mother. I'm thankful to be able to be 24 years outside of it. But when you're in it and that pain is real, it is, it's, it's no, you can't really describe it. You just have to know before it's too late that you matter. And the moment I took them, the pills, and I swallowed them, I was like, Ethan, what are you doing? What are you doing? And if I didn't matter to my mom, at least I mattered to myself. And I owe it to myself to um to live life. Hell, I owe it to my father. The one that, that wanted me and his life was cut short. The one that wanted me. That I can live this life to the fullest. And and that's what I've been doing. I make mistakes along the way. I'm not perfect. I know. I know I'm not. But I know one thing that I do make it my business for my baby, for my daughter to know that I love her. And I see her and I hear her. I never want her to feel the way that I was made to feel. Um, I don't have any shade or anger towards my mom. I did for a very long time. I did. Um, but honestly, my mama don't remember half the things that she did and said. Half of the whoopings that we got. Um, and I don't expect her to remember any of this. Heck, I don't even know. She'd probably be upset. But I only can share what I've been through. I don't want anyone to ever feel like that that's an option because it's not. You are beautiful and wonderfully made. I understand. You're talking to someone or you're listening to someone that understand pain and that understand that we feel that the one that's supposed to love us the most didn't love us. I get that. I get that. You, there's so many things that's going on inside at that age, at 18, and we think that we're grown, and we think that we know everything, and we think that, you know, the, what is this saying? I can't wait to move out when I'm 18. But we're not equipped. We don't know. We have all of these emotions. We have all of these things that's going on. And we think we know what's right. And I'm so thankful that my decision and what I did wasn't permanent. That I'm able to live and I'm able to talk about it. And I have understanding for the ones that navigate that. It's hard. It's hard. And for anyone that's moving through it, if you need me, you message me. I'm never too busy. I'm never too busy to reach back out. I'm never too busy to make the phone, take the phone call. I'm never too busy just to listen because most of the time, that's what we need. We want to feel heard and want someone to listen because the pain sometimes, that pain is so deep and it burns so deep. And if you don't have anyone or an outlet, it becomes so heavy.
And that's all you hear. You're feeling like you're inadequate or something's wrong with you or you're less than and you, you're nothing. You're this, you're that, you're... And that's furthest from the truth. So that's why it's so important to get it out versus to hold it in because all it is is a pressure cooker. And everything that you say, every bad thing, because we know we feed ourselves more negative things than positive things. Back then I did. Now I'm so intentional. I feed myself way more positive things, but it's like a pressure cooker. And you just keep repeating the same things or then if you hear something else negative that someone said about you just add it to the pressure cooker you don't add the positive stuff you just only pick the negative stuff that goes into it because that's all you hear because that's what you feel like your value your worth is and that's not true we are just a whole lot of things we are perfectly flawed and them flaws makes us who we are it creates. There's no other person that's like you or like me. We are created to be originals, but also to share experiences in our walks and our journeys in life so someone else can learn from it. Or if someone is moving through something and they seek advice or just want to just a sounding board for even you not to say anything, but just to be an outlet that's there too. So don't shun anyone or don't laugh off someone because they feel like they, it's too much. Listen, because that's a cry out for help. Sometimes people are prideful and don't know how to say, hey, I'm hurting right now. I'm in pain right now. I need you right now. And if someone ever say that to you, no, it took a lot for that to come out. A lot. They had to really be at their breaking point. And when they say that, and if you brush it off, that could be the last thing that pushed them over the edge. So my dears, I know, I know life is life. Life don't care, but if you take a hold of it and you start caring about your life, life is a beautiful thing, and you start living and switch that thing and make it what you want it to be versus what other folks think that it should be or the labels that you attach to yourself or people attached to you that you have no business wearing, it's not yours to wear then it'll be a beautiful and amazing journey. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it's beautiful. If you take if you take the life lessons and if you just look at them and say, what am I what is this supposed to teach me? versus dang, how could I mess this up or I'm worthless, I'm useless. That's not true. You probably wasn't even equipped with it. You probably didn't even have the knowledge of it. So now that you know and you have the knowledge, you just move differently and do better. I hope and pray that this message touches someone or have a conversation with someone 
or hey, even if you on the other side have experienced what I just shared, know that you're not alone. You can go out and be at a support group and let someone know that they're not alone. I was so ashamed to share this. I was so, oh, I didn't know what to do with this. But I wrestled with it, and it wasn't for me to hold back. It was for me to share and let you know that if you did make that decision, and you did, and you're still here, you have a whole lot of life to live. So keep living. Live every day. Smile every day. Find things to be gratitude, send up gratitude for every day. And it can be simple. A couple of things I send up gratitude for daily is because is for I look like my mother. <laughs> Before I used to be angry and say, No, I don't look like her, but I do. And I've embraced it. My mother is gorgeous. I think she is absolutely beautiful. Sassy and all, diva and all. I think that she is absolutely gorgeous. And so I look like my mother and my daughter looks like me. So we just three beautiful souls walking around this earth. <laughs> I send up gratitude because I look at my hands and they look just like hers too. I can't deny who I am and where I come from. I refuse to do that. So I send up gratitude for my journey as, as, as tumultuous as it could, as it was. I'm not going to say it is because it's not as tumultuous as it was sometimes. I wouldn't change my life or this beautiful thing that I'm able to create for anything. Is it some things that I wish I could have done differently if I would have sat with it a little longer? Absolutely. Absolutely. But what I learned in the process and what I learned from it is more valuable than me walking around here, being afraid to live, being afraid to take chances, being afraid to exist, or I don't, I don't even exist, live in this world. I have three strikes against me already. Out the gate, I'm black, I'm a woman. <laughs> and I'm lesbian, so... That's three strikes already, and you think that I'm going to let this world swallow me? No. This world, I'm in this world for a reason. And it just may be just to share this. And amongst a number of other things, I want to say to you all, I want you to live like you are just oh god I just don't I live for my father so I add on to living because he passed at a young age so I live with him so I carry my ancestors with me I carry my daughter with me even when she's not present with me she's still with me so I live with a purpose I live because I just love living and why not? Because just to take a deep breath, 
it's wonderful. Some people can't do that. Some people are on oxygen and they have to breathe through a tube. See, it's the little things that we need to make sure that we send up gratitude for not materialistic stuff, the things that nothing can buy, money can't buy. That's not where, how we exist. Those things come. But that doesn't define us. So make sure you define you. Don't let anyone else define you. You got this. Okay. I hope and pray you all are well. You stay blessed. And you send up gratitude daily multiple times a day okay thank you for taking a moment and i know this probably was triggering for some people but thank you for being in this space with me and allowing me to share i love you all take care later